There's a lot of talk going around the valley about free karate. But everyone knows that in life, you get what you pay for. You want to really kick the competition? Then you need to get your ass over to Cobra Kai. Screw that lame meditation bullshit. What you need is bone crunching, face smashing, good old American karate. Enough about self-defense. Learn self-offense. Don't be a pussy. Join Cobra Kai and let me teach you the way to fist. Welcome to No Mercy, a Cobra Kai kickback. My name is Jacob Burrows and I represent Miyagi-Do. At Miyagi-Do, it's not about the money. It's about the karate. Except when I use half the Q3 marketing budget on YouTube ads, then it's about the money. And my name is Jim Scampoli. I represent Cobra Kai because I can take all my bad thoughts, my insecurities, and my pent-up aggression and send it to the internet! Send them to the internet, Jim. <laughs> oh, we always end that. Like, that's what we say after we say uh, strike first, strike hard, yeah. no mercy. I just yell that at you and immediately end the call so you can do all the editing and busy work. <laughs> yeah, every time. And plus, every time I post a new episode, I always yell to myself, send it to the internet. Very uh, good. Yes. Cobra Kai season two. We're in the midst. Season two, episode three, Fire and Ice, directed by Michael Grossman. Story, of course, by Josh Heald, John Hurwitz, Hayden Schlossberg. Teleplay by Stacey Harmon. Um, so, yeah, things are heating up. We got two dojos. Well, first, I mean, before even any of that, we've got uh, Johnny learning about the Internet. That's a big thing this episode. <laughs> it's great. It's so adorable. He's so cute. And also... Uh, like you know he's the kind of person you're gonna have to deal with on the internet as well like give support to your weird uncle trying to figure out how to use this thing and he immediately gets ensnared by all the conspiracy sounds but it is very cute as he stumbles his way into actually using the internet and he he figures it out and he strikes first uh not really Miyagi-Do strikes first but he strikes back hard I mean yeah it's the, the, the main leap of faith, though, because, I mean, yeah, it's hilarious. He's like, ah, you know, my kid said get an apple. This is a lemon. You know, oh, this is a Dell. He doesn't know how to turn it on. He doesn't know. Like, he's he's opening Word documents and shit and getting confused by that. Uh, but then the leap of faith is, you know, outside of all that, he has a Wi-Fi. He has a, he has a Wi-Fi called, like, Strike First. <laughs> It's like that's that's a little bit more uh, complicated than everything else. But the important thing is he has uh, he gets online, he figures it out, he search for he searches for hot babes as you would. Uh, then he starts searching for yeah what Iron Eagle and you're right conspiracy theories. Uh, it's great just seeing the stages of the internet play out in such a short amount of time with Johnny Lawrence. It's very true. Now with the Wi-Fi, he's at his business, so. There's like no way there's a Wi-Fi connection because we know his landlord and he's not going to install and pay for Wi-Fi. But he does get an, uh, an how to internet for dummies or whatever. So True. we're, we're going right. to have to assume that he went to a shop and somehow said, how do I internet? And someone like you or I, Jim, helped him uh <laughs> somewhat and just said plug this in okay i don't know how he changed the password i haven't even bothered changing the password on my wi-fi uh because it's written on the thing uh but yeah. this is better I, I might change it now to strike first and if you're ever in the region feel free to avail of my free wi-fi oh yeah what's actually yeah, let me see i'm looking at it real quick because yeah strike first is the password 
What's the yeah. name of the, is it just Cobra Kai? Oh yeah, just Cobra Kai Network. All right. So yeah, good for him. He got the router set up and everything. No, oh, I didn't see. It. Oh, yeah, it does say the network over here. But anyway, yeah, Strike First, Hot Babes, good stuff. Uh, he's very like amazed, but like it's a whole new world opening up for Johnny. Um, and I do love how he starts getting really into all of this stuff. And it it also because it is a YouTube show currently. Um, it's fun that it's like. Uh, it's accurate that he'd be hit by that targeted ad for Miyagi Do because he's watching all these karate things and yeah. he's in the region, so it actually it actually checks out. Uh, but of course, that's his impetus to uh, strike back, as we said. Yes, because yeah, Daniel, you know, being underhanded, somewhat. I guess not, it's not really underhanded, but yeah, using his uh, his existing wealth just, just to be able to give away free karate. But I mean, as we could see, that can kind of that could kind of blow back because there is that feeling sometimes like, well, oh, if that's free, then maybe it stinks. You know, I, I, you get what you pay for, as Johnny says later on. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But yeah, mm. the Internet, uh, we got what the Cobras are hanging out at the beach uh, or playing a little volleyball. Now, one thing actually, you know, what, the big thing of this episode that I noticed is that. For as, you know, modern times clueless Johnny Lawrence is, that motherfucker knows how to market because Cobra Kai already has so much, uh, like, so much merch. Yeah, they have so much merch. They have a Cobra Kai volleyball. They have yeah. Cobra Kai beach towels. Uh, they have so much Cobra Kai shit already. Like, in, I mean, I know they're they're i guess doing better because they have more students and stuff but i don't know if crease is the one who came in and is really affecting the merch budget oh, no, or... you know you know miguel set all of that up remember <laughs> yeah. when he got Honor all trip. the marketing going and yeah. like the website and everything he definitely just looked up like a print on demand place and got a bunch of this shit and yeah no i i did notice as well at the end there when they're throwing stuff into the crowd i was like they have so much merch i want a beach towel now marketing works yeah it's perfect i mean it is as we know it's a badass name for a dojo it's also a badass logo, so you would want all this stuff that says Cobra Kai. And, you know, they're playing volleyball. Dimitri has the towel. A couple girls pass by. He's already getting a little of the Cobra Kai rub without even having to be in karate, which is great. Some uh, stolen valor, yes. uh, <laughs> if you will. And then uh, I think after that, what, Miguel shows up. Miguel's still um, – Oh, no, it's not. I was thinking it was still Sam, but no, it's because of the, well, the Robbie Keane stuff, right? Yeah, that's what Hawk thinks as well. And oh, I right, almost yeah. think that too. But then we remember about the picture that yeah. definitely wasn't uh, the, the, <laughs> yes. yeah. that wasn't Robbie. And he saw that and he psychically knew that it was Robbie. Um, and this is the big thing for him, which is a very legitimate sort of thing to be uh, concerned about. Hawk um i mean we don't see the reaction right away but hawk is later in the dojo saying like well this is obviously why we were told to go easy because you know strike first strike hard except when it it's his kid and i think there's some truth to that um because i don't think uh that johnny would have seen the problems with what he was doing if it wasn't illustrated to him by it being his own kid yeah. but and and him failing uh, as he says like i've failed him so many times before and now i'm training people how to kill him i don't know <laughs> but uh i think there's something deeper than that going on in johnny's psyche um what do you think jim yeah i agree i mean obviously the the fact that it is robbie you know is what spells it out for him but i 
but I also do agree that it's 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 expanding past that. Uh, you know, he, he I do feel like if they were like right around the corner from a tournament, he would be handling things a little bit differently, even with other opponents, uh, because, yeah, he's he's learning. He's changing. That's what TV is all about. We got to see these characters change. But mm. it's still fun to see more of a classic, uh, maybe not as brooding because season two so far is very much a brooding Johnny. So it's not quite as fun as season one. Because, uh, yeah. I mean, he was still brooding, but he was brooding in a different way. It was more in a comical way. Uh, this is a bit more dramatic, which is understandable and welcome. But it, that's why it's still fun to see him figuring out the Internet and screaming, send it to the Internet and stuff, because it's a little little hint of the old classic Johnny. Very true. Um, so let's see. Immediately after that, we uh, get a peek at the LaRusso business and... Again, Daniel's wife is the voice of reason going, you can't just spend all of this marketing uh, money on your dojo, especially when you've specifically set it up not to generate any revenue. Like that's part of the business plan. You're a shitty businessman. Why are you doing this? Um, all really reasonable stuff if you think about it. Now, if Daniel wanted to argue better, he would say, now we're going to get all the kids, teach them yes. karate, and that's going to feed into us selling more cars, and it doesn't cost us that much. And all of these ads are practically LaRusso Auto ads anyway because it has my face in it, so it's more branding and stuff. So he could try to sell it that way, but I think he like brings our donuts or something. I yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's too caught up. I mean, he tries to fall into the whole synergy thing later, when we're at uh, Valley Fest or whatever. But, mm. uh, yeah, he's a little slow in the uptick on that because beforehand, yeah, he's trying to just kind of, like, bribe her with some food and being charming Daniel-san. Uh, and then he's interrupted um, by the uh, – I forget this other employee's name, but, you know, he mentions the cultural appropriation in some of the comments. And uh, it's great because – I mean, it's an obvious thing to go for, and we've talked a bit about how not everyone's been on this journey like us with Daniel, where we understand that his intentions are true, uh, mm. but to the outside world, uh, it may not look as it may not be great branding, or uh, it may not be reading the room fully. Yeah, Anoush, uh, I think is his name, yes. and he brings in the, uh, the the video, and we get to see some comments about they're calling me Daniel the racist, which I think has lived on in in Reddit and all over the place as a moniker for him uh, when these things come out. Uh, the the music, I love that it's like that's not like stereotypical Asian music. That was Mr. Miyagi's favorite song, and I feel like a lot of uh, things that are I don't know. Things that look questionable are often made with the best of intentions. And sometimes, I don't know, I guess it's a, a, a thing you have to sort of uh, weigh the scales a bit of like the intentions versus the actual effect that something has. Um, but yeah, I mean, he doesn't even get any students, so he really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, we have Hawk and Miguel talking. And yeah, this is what you were referencing before. This is where kind of Hawk's saying, stating the obvious, like, oh, of course. So now things are different because Robbie Keane's his kid. Uh, Aisha has finally seen the ad and she's upset because, yeah, they do say what snake in the uh, Well, Daniel says snake in the grass. He takes some subtle shots at Cobra Kai and, you know, they are Cobra Kai. So they're going to take that personal <clears throat> and <clears throat> geez. And also at the same time, we have Crease and Johnny watching the ad like the ads a big deal. I mean, of yeah. course, Cobra Kai is fitting to take over the valley and you got this competition now. 
There's going to be a dojo on every street corner um, <laughs> once we send it to the internet. Um, but yeah, no, Kree says this is an act of war. They even, I think, overhear students going like, wait, why are we paying for this if we can get it for free? Um, and then we're over at uh, Miyagi-Do where Sam and Robbie are sparring and Sam thanks her for, uh, for just giving him a home and everything and doing so much for him and etc yeah and I'm very, bored. like i said i mean like i said before this is very much the oc or fresh prince of bel-air you know taking in the troubled kid from the wrong side of the tracks now he gets to live in a mansion he gets to train at this beautiful miyagi do fa- facility uh and then i think as they're kind of talking <clears throat> i mean daniel comes out and then we get a couple potential students here because hey free free karate all right that's cool i mean I guess karate karate is kind of starting to become cool, right? Uh, in the uh, valley, yeah, karate least. was always cool in this universe. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, I I don't think it ever went away. Even though we saw like the tournament people talking about the new mats or whatever, like trying to spice things up, I I ha- have to assume that in this universe, karate's a big deal, or they're just in this subculture, you know, where these what? kids come by and I like. Not every kid is obsessed with karate, but like the the babes on the beach saw the Cobra Kai logo yes, and true. they loved it. These guys but, show up. They hey, if we're not doing karate here, we're doing it at the other place. There's no question of not doing karate, Jim. What are you crazy? But no, I do think that in the beginning of the, at least the show's universe, it wasn't as cool to some of these randoms. I think what Cobra Kai is doing, and now with Miyagi Do propping up. Although you're right, because Daniel Larusso. He is the number one auto <laughs> like sales yeah. in the in the valley, and he does sell it basically all on karate. So I don't know. It is hard to read. I mean, I just know like uh, the other bullies didn't think karate was cool, and these kids don't look necessarily like nerds. Like the even the initial Cobra Kai students that showed up. I think I mentioned this. Like they all have wrestling shirts, and it's like a weird cue that these guys are nerds. And plus, they all look like nerds, which is great. But these dudes just kind of look like, hey, man, uh, we saw we're hip YouTube watchers. We're easily manipulated by advertisements. And here we are. But of course, uh, it sets up a great joke of how, you know, not everyone, especially if you think you're signing up for a class, even if it's free, you know, we get to play off the idea of you're doing chores like you have to really want it if you want to get past the whole chores part of uh, Miyagi-Do. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, even like Daniel Sun was pr- like, he got pretty <laughs> mad at Mr. Miyagi when he was learning this stuff. You expect some rando who didn't save you from bullies uh, to, to just do that shit. Besides that, it doesn't need more paint. Like you, you've polished all the cars. It's all done. Like you got to figure out something new, some nor- new techniques and stuff. Um, back to Johnny recording. uh yeah, recording his ad, send it to the internet. We talked about it already, but this is, is another thing. It's great to see a bit more of uh, uh, carefree Johnny, not yeah. going through as much psychic turmoil. More like, ah, oh, we gotta, I got, I gotta hand it to that Daniel son uh, or give it to him. I don't know. And he <laughs> kicks a a, a bonsai <laughs> tree. Which Jim, by the way, did you not purchase bonsai trees? Have you planted those yet? I have. I I I bought a set, and there was. Uh four different seeds in there so far only two of them have been sprouting the other two i Ooh. think might be dead but uh right. two of them are are in the process of growing so yeah i'm on my way 
That's, you know, Cobra Kai loses three out of every four students, but the ones <laughs> that remain are the ones that become the champions of the All-Value Tournament. And I think that's going to be the case with your little trees as well, Jim. I, um, I do love how he just kicks it in that guy's face. <laughs> like, <yes. laughs> but also, did that hurt you now as a burgeoning tree dad? Um, a little bit, because it's like, you know, a, a lot of those, I mean, these trees take years. So uh, <laughs> come on, man. Show some respect. Yeah. Can't believe I said burgeoning and not like sprouting or something, but uh, let's move past it. Yeah, no, I'll I'll try. Um, so we have Miguel and Hawk talking to Johnny about the whole thing uh, with his son, and Johnny tells him to fuck off. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and like he does it in a way that it's like you're totally right, and also fuck you. <laughs> like yeah. he doesn't he doesn't want to go into it, which and and like Miguel Miguel stays and tries to have like his heart to heart because they're not just sensei and student, they're like mentor and mentee. Um and they help each other. And we know Miguel helps him at least as much as uh as Sensei Lawrence helps him. Uh but no, nah, he just calls him by his surname and sends him on his way, I think. Yeah, yeah, and it's a kind of a, a reminder. I mean, even though we're, we're only a couple episodes into the season, but it we haven't gotten a lot of Miguel Johnny time uh, like we did in the past, and they're both kind of mm-hmm. stuck in these, you know, like angsty, broody moments, and they're not there to pick each other up. So it's nice that we get to see some stuff with them later in the episode. But yeah, you know, we have this kind of uh, gap, I guess, especially between. Sam stuff, Robbie stuff, plus Crease is back. Everyone's dealing with their own their own dramas and poor, you know, uh Johnny and Miguel uh don't get to have, you know, this quality time. Uh then yeah. in, in the in the midst of that, well, we have Valley Fest, which is just a thing that's happening apparently. It's just, you know, uh they Jim, I, <laughs> as someone who watches American uh media a lot, like most people do, uh, I just assume that these things are happening like all the time, like uh, you know, Stranger Things, we gotta have a Halloween fair or whatever. I'm like, sure, yeah, every town has a Halloween fair. What the fuck do I know? And I assume a Valley Fest, you can just append fest to whatever and it can be held at any time of year or whatever. Just this big event where you can have a karate show off is this not what happens jim did tv lie to me (laughs) i mean i suppose you could make the argument because it is summertime we are like it's it's hard to uh it well it's easy to forget that we're only like what a week out from the valley championship basically maybe like two weeks because that Mm. was in uh may and they're they're kind of still in the midst of summer so i guess it's arguable that even though they just had their big karate tournament, you know, you have a summer kickoff type uh, carnival like that, I guess. I'll give it to him. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And so Daniel's, uh, like we said, he talks about, ah, it's, we're not siphoning business from the auto dealership. It's, uh, you know, we're synergizing and it's, this is going to be great and it's going to sell cars, whatever. Um and I think Jan's like, ah, oh, the customers would love to see you in that gi. And he's like, ah, oh, just the customers, eh? And I'm like, ooh, ho, ho, uh, yeah. this is uh, some fan fiction waiting to happen, except we know all the fan fiction is not about the two of them, so sorry. Yeah. Um, well, it also hints that, I mean, not to go too blue here, but, I mean, clearly Daniel has worn the, the gi in the bedroom, right? Yeah. Then do you think, of course. well, clearly, I guess Johnny's probably worn his gi in the bedroom as well. We can assume, it's his right? only item of clothing he had at one point, Jim. Like, he didn't have any. It basically looks like a robe as well. So, now, uh, can we uh, also assume then that Crease has worn the gi in the bedroom? 
Oh God! <laughs> or is Crease an asexual product? An, a, an asexual man? <laughs> I, I Crease gives the impression that he will just go fully nude immediately. Yes. Um, I mean, like he was. The... Yeah, I, well, I'm sorry to cut you off. He was getting massages no. in Karate Kid Three, and they were like, and he was like, "Where'd you find these? Uh, like wherever he was in Tahiti or something." And I remember like uh, uh, Mr. Silver there was like, "Ha ha, yeah, this is great." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel really uncomfortable talking about Chris's sexuality, so I'm going to move on All right, now. Well, last um, question. Then clearly <laughs> Terry Silver's worn the key in the bedroom, right? I don't even want to get into it, but I feel like, yeah, no, for sure. But he also did, like, he has a sex dungeon, and, and they're all, like, human trafficked slaves. So he's going to wear the gi because well, I know he's I Terry s- Silver. I know I said last one, but the bad boy karate's clearly worn the gi. In the bedroom. Uh, I think so, but only because it was like a fiery teenage, like, yeah. uh, straight to fucking kind of deal. And they were so, like, the, the lady in question was so amped up from watching him do some karate chops that he uh, he didn't have time. Like, there were, it, it wasn't a sexual thing. It was more uh, uh, an expediency thing. And not to get too off topic, but weirdly enough, thinking about it now... I feel like Mike Barnes, the bad boy of karate, I mean, will we or won't we see him in future seasons? But I feel like he's one of the one characters that if we ever revisit, he's completely moved on from karate. I don't yes. know why. I, there's this <laughs> feeling in my gut that he's like, oh, karate. Yeah, that's a thing from when I was a kid. I'm <laughs> I'm not even Terry really... <laughs> Silver, I, I, unlike our friend, the Cobra Kai kid, like Terry Silver is just a... a a stain on the whole like saga of the karate kid to me i never want to see him again but the bad boy of karate like i he's a great opportunity to do something unexpected yes. where he's gonna be like you know maybe he teaches meditation now or something I, I that's a bad example but like yeah do something unexpected with him like just have him work as a clerk or whatever or like a banker um but then i mean danielson kind of did that too but like maybe he's getting pulled back into it but he's the one who's actually like what no karate's for children what are yeah. you talking about <laughs> i see he's probably he's like a ceo or something he's like a businessman yeah. and yeah he's probably not even that bad of a dude anymore i would imagine well he did strike that deal with terry silver where like he somehow was gonna get 50 <laughs> yes. percent of the that's, business i think yeah, even so though true. his whole thing was just beating up one kid and terry silver was too evil <laughs> to get that that was a bad business decision so you're right much like daniel son he had like uh he he had a brain that was working in the business sense uh, i can't wait uh anyways yeah back to we have what uh first johnny comes out and the homeless lady she's talking about how like the donut stores throwing away crawlers or something like that but fritters she, yeah fritters and she's like yeah don't get on my stash and then crease is uh waiting there and crease is um well he's talking about robbie right he's kind of grilling him about Robbie and how you know it's like a stain on Cobra Kai or something the way that he's training with Miyagi-Do he should be with us then he kind of even in a weird way like in a, I guess in a crease way he does kind of kick some good uh advice in Johnny's ear because even though he's being manipulative he does bring up like you know what if what if Miguel like goes over to Miyagi-Do uh and I think yeah. at least it does kind of give johnny you know a little bit more perspective of like yeah be hard on miguel but also let him know that you know he's important to you yeah uh one of the things i really like about this episode is besides the fact that we do get that interaction between johnny and miguel that reinforces their 
sort of uh, more special relationship of mentor and like well father son ish type relationship um besides that that scene that we're getting to is really great um but also the fact that crease even though it's very telegraphed in the story crease is a bad guy he's like evil he's gonna he's gonna be not good for cobra guy it's like super duper clear um but he actually does something good here he's the one who sets johnny on that right path and it makes it way more palatable and believable that johnny will like think positively of crease like he's giving him good advice here and even though it's like wrapped up in like ah that mexican kid like he's from ecuador like it's wrapped up in his uh his way of being which is toxic and horrible but uh, it's still good advice kind of and it even if it's motivated by all the wrong reasons it sets him down the right path which is kind of yeah it makes him more more believable for him that that johnny's thinking you know this crease guy i would have just stewed in my own anger and i have no one to talk to about this like who the fuck else do i talk to he's so lonely (laughs) he's such a lonely man he talks to who miguel's mother he can't talk to her about this yeah (laughs) so so yeah, he actually gets something uh, good out of this and goes and picks up Miguel and says, let's go for a ride and does the talk, which is a great talk. Yes. When he, uh, it's, yeah, like, at first, it's talking about how the onions are great, like none of this lettuce bullshit that all these modern hamburger places have. Um, but then the reveal of like, yeah, this is where I sat uh, while my son was being born and the hospital was right over there and I was trying to work up the courage to go and I never went. And Miguel even is like, you don't have to tell me this. And I'm like, there's almost a hint of like, this is, I don't want to see my sensei weak. Uh, Like I, I look up to you a lot and I like don't necessarily want this for me, but there's also like, in the previous scenes, uh, Johnny's been the one reinforcing, like we have a, a sensei student relationship, but he's doing all of this and revealing all of this. And this is all, I feel like we were talking about part of his evolution. There's no way he'd have this exact chat in season one, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like Miguel gets uncomfortable because it's, you know, yeah, it is getting like real and he's, and Zopka's really killing it. Like, well, they're both killing it, but uh, it's, it's nice to see him get to, to flex a little bit more of his dramatic chops here. And, you know, they're both kind of like obviously you know johnny's tearing up and miguel's like almost to the to the point of tearing up and he's kind of like yeah you don't have this is personal stuff sensei uh but it's it's great that he you know johnny continues with the story because miguel is important to him and he's you know communicating that to him he's letting him know that he's got his back and yeah it's great stuff and I think what then they get word from Aisha uh, or something because they got Valley Fest and it's like here yeah, perfect opportunity now we we can uh, fight back against Miyagi Do. Yeah, and it's like it's already dark outside when they're in the the diner. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if we're gonna supposed to assume that it's the next day or whatever because the sun is out or the sun is like setting or maybe it's just a higher up or something I don't know. Uh, but it seems either way like they pull this shit together real quick. This whole uh, like everyone's in their black keys and everything. Like imagine if you went to a club right and then someone in the club was like, "Well, come along right now. We're gonna go down and fuck up this place." And you'd be like, 
no, I have dinner plans. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, I love the Cobra guys a little bit like a cult, yeah. and you have to show up and you have to. I guess if that club and I, if we'd all made the cement thing turn, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's fuck him up, you know? <laughs> yeah, because uh, you've been indoctrinated into the cult of uh, of Cobra Kai. And, you know, it does make I didn't even think about that because, yeah, initially when I watched it, I did think that they just like rushed from the burger place right down a valley fast. Get ready. Like, go fuck shit up. But, yeah, it has to be the at least the next day gives it a yeah. little bit more believability that they can kind of throw this plan together, get everyone together and, you know, uh, crash this party. And, you know, we cut back to, you know, it is Valley Fest. Yeah, the next day, I think I like that. Or maybe you can even give them like two days or something uh, mm. where you got Robbie and Sam getting ready. They're like rehearsing or whatever. Daniel gets to take out the ice and they get to squeeze in a flashback, which I don't mind. But I like that. Well, like, I think we should have uh, on our podcast, Cut to Black, a Soprano sit down. We had a counter uh, every time someone got killed. And we had a counter every time Tony Soprano stormed out of a therapy session. We really should have a flashback counter. It's a little late now because yes. we're most of the way through season two. But I feel like, again, like you said, most of them I don't mind. But there are too many of them. And it lessens the impact of the other ones. Though I guess for this... He brings out the ice. What's he going to say? Like, I'm going to chop right through here, or are they going to show it? It's a visual medium, so him yeah. saying it, like, the fact that we know he can do it, and he did it as a kid, it, if we didn't show it and he just said it, then probably the question in a viewer's head, if they hadn't seen the film, the second one, would be like, will he be able to do it instead of will he get the chance to do it, you know? So I get why it's there. Yeah. Uh, it's just there's so many flashbacks, Jim, but and we need a is, counter. But I I think you're absolutely right. It's a missed opportunity. We might have to go back and, and count. But I think this is perfectly fine because, again, most people did not do what we did where we watched. I mean, because even one of my first watch through, I didn't rewatch Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3. Uh, yeah. I, uh, and I most people, a lot of people maybe watch Karate Kid and then watch this. Very few people watch two and three and then watch this. So I think this has to be there. And I don't think that stood out to me at all on first go through. But now some of these do stand out a bit more because like I literally just watched them. So I think that's more our bad than the show's bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the one thing I do agree with is. The kick, it, it, the the crane kick, in the All Valley Finals is a bit much now. We were everyone is all on Front Street with the crane kick, and so when we go back to that many times, that's when it's like, all right, we get it. We know the crane kick happened. We know Daniel beat uh, Johnny in the finals. Uh, we can let that go. It's um, not even the state karate champion it's, it's the all valley yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's he's not even like he was champion of, of california or whatever he's it's only the valley but okay but i i agree it does make sense in this episode because he puts it in his youtube ad and so of course he's going to show the kick because obviously yeah. everyone around the world True. saw this kick in a sort of dragon ball Z type like we're all in our mind's eye able to see and know of this kick even though we weren't there apparently the whole world knows about this kick so so you show it to increase your branding now about the flashbacks um 90% of the time the ones to the films don't bother me but they also have ones to previous episodes yes, uh, which a... aren't as good and i think mixing the two it's like ah this is kind of a lot that's that gets very rough and uh 
we i mean we've always brought up because we uh our thing with flashbacks because we've been very against them but we usually give cobra kai a pass because it's different circumstances but when they are flashback flashing back to previous episodes although i guess we'll get into that let's yeah put yeah. a put a button in that because we'll get into it uh back to valley fest i like that I mean, I guess it's not quite a joke, but it's kind of a joke the way they cut to the stage where a guy is just finishing, but you don't hear him do anything like I noticed that, too, <laughs> that like they cut to this guy. Right. And we're already talked about this episode, which is like 20 minutes for 30 minutes. Yeah. But like we cut to this guy and he strums like the last thing, but he doesn't seem to be finishing a performance or anything. It's very literal. Like, it's very clear that it's like, oh, yeah, we need to have something before this. So you to set up the scene. Right. Yeah, I guess it's to show that that th there is a stage and it's not just there for Miyagi-Do or whatever that I guess it is Valley Fest is kind of a talent show for the community <laughs> so maybe it also opens up the idea that Cobra Kai did enter or something like because they do have this stage so it is known that people do performances but yeah I just like that he's this guy who's very satisfied with himself with his acoustic guitar but you didn't hear a note of what he did and, <laughs> and then we move on to the side stage where miyagi do does their demonstration which is it is a cool demonstration but i like that it's it's very believable that people be kind of like eh, this is all right but like what is this you know if you don't quite get miyagi do I don't know if it's if if it would be like getting people to crowd to the to to join. I guess the the ice thing would have put it over the top. I think it would have been a a nice showstopper, but of course yeah. Cobra Kai tramp, tramples all over that idea. Yeah, I think some weirdly the guitar guy that we talked about for way too long is <laughs> like he re, he reinforces that uh the stakes are kind of low, so yeah. it makes also makes it make more sense that the crowd goes nuts because the guitar guy doesn't have any energy. He's yeah. just like clong clong clong. Okay, I'm gonna go. Like, and everyone's like, "Yay!" Like, it's kind of like this is a family event. We're not here for the thing, but like, we already finished doing all the like carnival games, so now we're at the stage for a bit before we go home. Like, there's not a huge uh, amount of energy or excitement, and um, so. Yeah, Miyagi's Miyagi Do performance is pretty cool, um, and like you said, the ice thing probably would have sold it totally. Uh, the grand finale, uh, but then Cobra Kai come in and they're yelling Cobra Kai, and I think they jump up and do coordinated kicks, and there is music, and then they just start sparring, and it seems to be like they're doing real sparring, which is dope, like because yeah. you feel like you would never see that, and you know Cobra Kai the way they teach them, it's like. Yeah, it's not going to be flashy, but like it's going to be kind of flashy. <laughs> yeah, for you know, sure. You need to look badass while you do it, and they're all just fighting up there at once. It's rad as hell. They come in doing their kick-ass march where they're, they're chanting Cobra Kai. I, well, before that, I do just want to give a shout-out to uh, Raymond because Donatello was also my favorite Ninja Turtle. <laughs> uh, real quick, yeah. if you want to say your favorite Ninja Turtle was, Jacob? Uh, I did the, the guy who did the ceiling in the Sixteen Chapel. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, I, I don't know their names. It wasn't on the uh, public access television channels that oh, I had access right. to in my gun. Oh, you didn't have that. All right. Fair enough. I feel sorry like I did. I did have seen some of it, but like the way, bits I remember the most are watching the live action films, <laughs> <laughs> which is not the best introduction. Well, they're, they're great in their own way, but like very strange. So, yeah. Yeah. But also um, back to Cobra Kai. I mean, their merch, they have like a giant banner already 
You know, they even have like a spot. They have two spotlights that are that are the Cobra Kai symbol. Like these motherfuckers are ready. They're ready for the modern world. Not only that, they have kick-ass karate. They're breaking boards. And then, uh, you know, Johnny comes out with his own finale. Um, I guess where we get our title here, because this is what, Fire and Ice, I believe? Yeah, yeah Fire and Ice. The Song of Ice and Fire is the actual title. Yeah. Um, but, like, I, I'm i surprised the cinder blocks that he's breaking aren't Cobra Kai branded, because everything's fucking Cobra Kai branded. Um, but, like, this is one of those things where I'm like, this is even it, it, it's kind of on the nose but it's not really like i think we're going to talk we already watched the next episode we're going to talk about that next week obviously but next week i feel like there's some stuff that doesn't land as well and everything in this episode just lands perfectly for me there's nothing like extraordinary about the episode in itself but the fact that uh daniel's son was gonna break the ice and he's, he has cinder blocks and sets it on fire and then breaks them uh, it's super cool, first of all, and it yeah. works as a sort of I've upstaged you, but it's also a representation of like the differences between their dojos and their styles. And it makes perfect sense that without knowing that he's going to use the ice, Johnny's going to be like, yes, yeah, set it on fire because yeah. that's cool. So it just matches their personalities and the whole clash of everything going on in the show so well. But it- it should be like super on the nose, obviously, because it's like that contrast. But I just think it works uh, completely. So well, yeah, and great plus, stuff. Yeah, it's it's a smart way to mine, you know, the history that's already there. Because it's not like Karate Kid Two. They're like, let's have Daniel break ice because clearly he has this rivalry with Johnny, and Johnny's more of a fire person. You know, it's just yeah. it's, <laughs> it works out. Like it does feel almost like you said, like like obvious or on the nose, but. It's, you know, very similar to like something like Breaking Bad, where they didn't always plan everything ahead of time, but they knew how to look back at what's already there and how to perfectly like feel like it was always the plan. And then, you know, yeah, yeah you get the nice shot of the ice melting and then the episode ends. It is. a I mean, I guess you're right. We have talked about this episode longer than it was. It is a brisk episode, but everything is like, you know, uh, perfectly placed and, and well done. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and it's this sort of thing where, like, if you watch the whole season through, you binge it, you're not going to have the time to uh, digest and think about it, where the more we talk about it, the more I realize this is probably one of my favorite episodes of Cobra Kai, because, uh, you know, the whole bit about Johnny exploring the internet at the start, it makes perfect sense that he sees the ad, uh, and the fact that Daniel's failing, like, again and again, uh, in different ways throughout, it just makes everything just is really good in this episode and i wouldn't have realized if i just binged through the season because they would all blend together for sure yeah so so i think that's it so you can find uh all of our show coverage at showswhatyouknow.com like i said we talk about we've talked about every single episode of the sopranos and if you want to know the final tally of that uh death count uh you, you just search for cut to black the sopranos sit down that's kind of where we got the name No Mercy of Cobra Kickback. Uh, it's just our naming structure. Yeah. Uh, more shows are available at showswhatyouknow.com. And uh, you can also subscribe and leave a review. We'd very much appreciate it. Beyond that, Jim, uh, I think there's just one more thing. Oh, what's that? Strike fast. Strike hard. No, no mercy. mercy.